Hello and welcome to the CDO Magazine interview series. I'm Nazar Labunets with Atacama, and today I have the pleasure of talking to Ervind Jaganathan, or Jag, VP and CDO of Single Family at Freddie Mac. Thank you, Jag, for joining me today. Let's get started. Uh, I wanted to ask you to introduce yourself and what you do at Freddie Mac. Welcome, everybody, and appreciate you taking the time to watch this video. Uh, my name is Ervin Jaganath, and as Naja said, everyone just calls me Jag. I've uh, been at Freddie Mac for uh, over 16 years and been part of every division uh, at the company. My current role, which I've been doing since 2019, is CDO of the Single Family Division or the residential side of Freddie Mac. For those that don't know, Freddie Mac is a government-sponsored entity whose mission is to make home possible. Uh, the residential side or single family side uh, provides uh, financing for our residential single family homes. We have a second business line, multifamily, which handles our commercial side, and then actually a, uh, a capital markets division supporting the securitization and processing of our entire uh, asset liability book. As CDO of single family, I'm responsible for, I would call, three main components. The first is what you will find traditionally in the CDO group, which is around governance, data quality, uh, strategy, or the defensive side of, uh, of a data organization. I also am responsible for all the data assets uh, within the division and the enterprise, ensuring that uh, data is moving effectively across the ecosystem. And then uh, I'm responsible also for enabling those assets, modernizing, and the business intelligence um, in terms of analytics uh, for the division. Last but not least, um, and part of our Mortgage Industry Standards Maintenance Org, or MISMO, a board member to implement the industry data standards across the mortgage industry for Freddie Mac. Right. Fantastic. Thank you. Um, that was my actual my next question is to ask, what is the role of the CDO, the CDOs? But you have covered it quite um, nicely. I noticed on uh, your LinkedIn profile, you were giving a talk somewhere and you were talking about CDO 2.0 uh, that was like something uh, the theme of the discussion can you can you talk about that is this something where the CDO role needs to evolve to yeah I mean and I'll, I'll touch upon in terms of hey how do you show value for a CDO and then I'll bring out in terms of what we call we can call CDO beta 1.0 and uh, 2. Good. if you think about more value generation for a CDO anytime you have a C title it's obvious um, that an organization that you have to develop and drive value quickly, right? Whether, and especially in the data organization, um, dealing with your business business and product uh, uh, stakeholders, management, whether it be business or technology, you need to figure out and understand what is working well and, and uh, collate accordingly, but then also look at the opportunities that exist within um your organization and across the business line. And the way I, I I did it was starting, you know, as I said, I started in this role in 2019. I was very fortunate that the organization already existed. And if I think about how we in, in, in enhanced our data strategy, we created three building blocks. And I'll get to the 2.0, but it, it summarizes in terms of how, how, how right. overall evolution has occurred. First building block was called managed content, and that covers the defensive side. Where do I go and can I trust my data? And it covers everything from information risk, privacy, uh, information security, data risk, to standards, data quality, 
governance and strategy. I always say that is where 1.0 focused on. And if you think about how CDOs originated, that is the bedrock of any organization. Because without that, you really can't get to and build upon anything else. The second building block was called trust your source. And I highlight in terms of my responsibilities, how do, how do you manage all these assets and ecosystem from warehousing to data products, et cetera, that from a producer to consumer side, that you're really um, in ensuring that data is moving effectively and it's done efficiently. And then last building block, which really became the foreshadowing of CDO 2.0 is empowering your business. That covers the enablement of those assets, the business intelligence, and the industry uh, data standards that I uh, alluded to in my background. In addition, we've, we've also really launched, and I'm responsible from an enterprise standpoint, with an offensive data strategy, which is really now where CDO 2.0 is going to be focused on. So you have all this data in across industries, across companies. And I think management has really looked at CDOs now saying, how do you harness this power data? So when you think about operationalizing, optimizing, democratizing, you hear all these words, right? But ultimately it's, how do I get to enhanced analytics and better decision-making? Coming back to showing that value as you have your strategy and you have these building blocks and enablers, all they are tied to ultimately showing how it's linked to your overall business strategy and business goals. So then you have key risk indicators or KRIs or metrics underneath. So then you're able to show progress because ultimately management is committing a lot of dollars, a lot of budget to every data organization. So how do they know they're getting value for their money? So metrics and, and key risk indicators show progress. Equally important as a leader of a, uh, a large team. And I think CDOs are uh, either cut across or uh, multi-divisional in some, uh, in some companies. But in my case, we have a large um, a division. How do you ensure that your team, which is responsible for actually delivering all this work, can get that line of sight in terms of how their work is not only meeting the data strategy, but the company strategy, and they feel engaged and enthused that we're making progress. So if I look at overall evolution of CDO 2.0, it's gone from not just focused on what I would call the compliance governance functions, which are critical. And as I said, is the bedrock of any organization. But now it's really talking around analytics. And then you can talk about Gen AI and uh, machine learning and all, all the cool technologies that are out there. But it's really getting to how do I harness the power of our data for better decision-making around analytics and, and figuring out what can I do with this to make it a, 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 a real asset um, for the company. Right, that's uh, super interesting. And it's uh, very much in line with the latest research on CDOs, which is all about generating business value. So it's cool to give it this uh, moniker like CDO 2.0, so that's, that's really interesting. <clears throat> so um, would you say that right now, the data defense in your org is more or less on autopilot and you're really focused on those offense initiatives where you're trying to derive values through analytics, through data products, through, you know, BI. Great question, uh, Nazar. Um, if I think about in terms of issues that we're facing, um, mm -hmm. you're never on autopilot, I think, in terms of what I call those defensive capabilities, in terms of standards or anything that, that can change. You always have um, 
If I think about information security or threats, there's always something uh, new out there that you will always have to be dedicated and balance that I think it's a, you know, it's a balancing of the defensive and offensive. It's never going to be, um, this is, you can just rest assured because if you think about even around uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning, knowing that the data is protected, knowing that the data is um, right-sized, right? And it, it's managed not only from an information risk, data risk standpoint, that's critical because they, want, they don't want to know that, oops, I've shared something that I shouldn't have, right? So, and then that takes away from all that offensive. From the offensive, or I call the modernization side, it's balancing because we are in the midst. And I think if I look at where Freddie is vis-a-vis uh, -vis a lot of my uh, uh, peer group and meeting with various companies across the board, everyone's modernizing. Everyone's going from and moving to a cloud infrastructure. So in our case, we're doing that. We've started that journey a few years ago, and we're looking to complete um, by 2025. Yeah. Leveraging uh, our cloud, leveraging uh, uh, cloud data warehouses like with Snowflake, uh, using Informatica and Amazon for piping, Calibra. I can name the various partners uh, across the board, but taking that ecosystem really to the next gen. And that is where I, I would say is that balancing act um, is clearly always going to be a tug, but having to make sure that you're not 70, 30 or 70, that you're moving both at the same time. Um, because we're, you need both to be successful. And in modernizing, I, if I think about where we are, you're, you're having to process, and, and just to share some statistics, we, we have over a $3 trillion balance sheet. We have over 11 million active loans. You, you, we're responsible for creating uh, and supporting U.S. housing finance right across the country. You can't suddenly say because I'm modernizing, yeah, I'm shutting off our current processing. So you need to make yeah. sure that, at first and foremost, you're meeting our mission, you're meeting our our customer needs, and that you're creating that new foundational modernization ecosystem at the same time. So that's always going to be a challenge, as you can appreciate, because it's just not I can just build something new and not worry about my current. You need to make sure that both are happening equally important, and then you're able to derive the value accordingly. Right. Yeah. Very insightful. Very insightful. That's very interesting. Speaking of data modernization, um, what is it for you? Is it about moving to the cloud mostly, or uh, is there anything else to it, no, in your opinion? So you think about, at least in our case, and you know, I've talked to, again, many many folks across the across industries. What was the precipitous of moving to the cloud? It could have been resiliency. It could have been uh, management said, okay, I needed a better cost takeout or hybrid or et cetera, whatever they had to do. Our modernization, I think, is really broken into a couple of components. One is simplifying the ecosystem. So if you go from a legacy world and you, and you hear all about data assets and how do I go to a data marketplace and products, it becomes very mm -hmm. difficult if I'm sitting in a multi-technology uh, world and multiple warehouses, multiple asset stores, and you could suddenly say, okay, how are, how are you ensuring that data is not duplicated or how are you ensuring that data is protected across the board? And you can, you can do that, but is it the most efficient? So simplifying the ecosystem creates that efficiency 
as well as then then meeting the needs, what I call as uh, the future around analytics, being becoming more predictive, prescriptive, hitting around machine learning, AI, the whole, all the rest of the components that we talked about. But that can come out of that modern uh, text suite. But the business value then is you're more efficient in terms of your uh, data governance components. You already have have resiliency, et cetera, information security. But then your ability to produce analytics is much more uh, efficient, quicker, and you've unlocked really that that harnessing the power of data. That can happen in the new ecosystem much more easier. Right. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. Because very often what you hear is people talk when they say data modernization, all they mean is, oh, we're just moving to the cloud, you know, like we're just moving to Snowflake or something. And that's... I mean, and that's the business line where I'm supporting both you know, our acquisitions and our portfolio side within the division, it's always about deriving business value. It's not just saying it's technology for the tech side. It's the value that right. you're generating to support our sourcing, securitization, and servicing business one. Well, Jack, thank you for your time. Um, thank you for joining me today. And uh, please visit studiomagazine.tech for additional interviews.